Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Bruise Brothers Power Hour. Uh, it is good to be back, Kevo. Good to be back. We're into to autumn now. Don't you just love that crisp autumn weather? I like how brisk it is outside. Brisk. You know what I like? I like shorts and a sweatshirt or long sleeves. I'm really liking that move right now. Is that your move? Yes. Pants, I'm not going to enjoy, but I like, yeah, sh- short on the bottom, long on the top. Wow. Love it. Now, as I understand it, you're coming in hot. You're coming in wired and hot. I really am. I think we've got a big guest duo coming on here later that I'm really excited about. You've got the uh, I've, got, I've got some statements. I've got a good theory. There's just a lot of things I'm, I'm really excited about. So, yeah, this is a big one, I think, coming. That's very exciting for all of, for both us and all of the listeners. Uh, so let's get into it a little bit here. We're going to do a little league rundown before our big guests. Run it down, baby. Well, you're we're the talking man, playoff picture. You're the man with the agenda. Kick us off. I am. We're talking playoff picture. I think we've got three categories of teams right now, and I'm feeling really good about these three categories, to be honest. Like, Usually when we do this, I'm like, eh, flip a coin, whatever, one way or the other, it doesn't really matter. Right now, I'm like, I will be shocked if teams are not in one of these three categories. Okay, and what I'm going to ask, what I have to ask, is what are these three categories? Well, I'm so glad you asked, Kevin. These three categories are playoff locks. Lock them in. These teams are in the playoffs. Locks. That's category one. Category two, contenders. Playoff contention is in their is in their sights, right? Uh, I, think you, I think you need a better name for that. That's kind I of need a better name for that. Uh, you, you're the names guy. <laughs> maybe, maybe like fringe teams. Fringe teams, fringe teams, love that. And then I've got cross offs. <laughs> These boys are toast. They're burnt toast. I don't care what they do. I don't care how they manage. They are not in the playoffs. Come playoff time. Those are my categories. So we've got our locks, we've got our fringe teams, and we've got our cross-offs. That's accurate. And let's start from the bottom because that's always the best place to start. Let's start with the cross-offs. Let's do it. I've got I've got four cross-offs. Wow. Cross-off yeah. meaning no chance they make the playoffs in this your team eyes. Is, these teams are not making the playoffs. Let's hear who's bottom of the barrel. Bottom of the barrel, the one I feel best about is Tim's team. Well, that opens up a big can of worms that we're going to have to talk about. Yep. I don't see a way this team makes it into the playoffs. Okay. I don't like really aside from Jonathan Taylor, who's banged up. One in four, last in points four, I believe. Correct. By By a wide margin, I think by like 50 points. Just added Equidemius St. Brown. Does that change your mind? Ooh. Ooh. Well, who'd they lose? Oh, wait. Never mind. That wasn't them. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I do see they lost Mac Hollins and Nelson Aguilar, which does make me feel yeah. better about them as a team. But no, they're toast. Uh, I don't like it. Uh, like I said, nothing really exciting here about uh, except Jonathan Taylor and Olave, who's good, but is a rookie. Uh, I think there's – the winning has to start now, but – and, and it could things could break right, but I, I mostly agree with you that I wouldn't cross them off yet, but after another loss or two, definite cross-offs. Uh, they have to win. Actually, I'll say they have to win this week. It's win or go home. 
they, they do. They can't even get to 100 points. They can't even get to 100 points. Yeah, it's, it's been not bad. happening. It's been bad. They're toast. I mean, next it's been one. Two bad Jonathan Taylor weeks though. That can yeah, change that, a little bit. That's fine. It's a bad offense, and he's banged up. Yeah, like, last last in points for by a good like. 50, it's not close. Fifty. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're okay. toast. Looks like Tim has accidentally grilled himself. Might you say? Or clamped himself out of the playoffs? He's clamped. He's clamped himself hard. Uh, I don't even think that one's controversial. The next ones you could probably argue about, but we're here to we're here to make stinks, you know. And I'm making a stink. Second one, I'm making a stink about our champion from last year. Whoa, Melly Pitts. Crossed I think that's off? what they're going with right now. I'm crossing them off. I think they are significantly more focused on moving their high-profile veterans than they are on acquiring any talent. Uh, I think Tom Brady will not be on this team come trade deadline time. I think there's a World Cooper Cup is not on this team come playoff time. And uh, it's a reset. It's a reset situation for them. What do you think the going rate for Tom Brady is? I've heard a first. I'd be a surprised first? if it gets. I'd be surprised if that gets got. If that gets done, but I think that's the asking price. Late first, obviously, for someone who's buying, but. I think a second is probably fair because this is definitely his last year, right? Like, this is it. And he hasn't been elite. Not sure even. about that at all. Yeah, that's fair. Even I if mean, it's not his last year, more than a second, I think you'd have to have literally no quarterbacks and be a contender. Totally, which is only a few teams. But he's quarterback 13 right now. He's not even a QB1. Sure, they've been banged up on offense, but the offensive line is a mess, and that doesn't so help. You're, you're, so they are second to last in points four. They're two and correct. three. They have $95 in their fab budget. Does that change your mind? No. Um, and they've won. They have – I don't know if they've broken 100 points more than like once. No. They, like they could be 0-5. They also just stole a 90-point win. Yeah. Um, it, don't let the 2-3 and three record fool you. This team is, is headed for a rebuild. And honestly, we were talking about this team being – a team built for the future even last year. So I don't even think this is surprising necessarily. It's just surprising in the context of they won the title. But it's not like this team was like we were looking at it like I mean we had them in the playoffs because I feel like we had to just tip our caps, but yeah. I don't I don't think there's really any argument for this team turning it around. Like what like what it what are on the, what are the players on their team that are going to be a lot better in the second half than they were in the well, first half? That's and, I, then, I I don't I'm not crossing these guys off just yet. I think they yeah. would need to lose another game or two before I do that. And a lot of that is based on just, you know, ownership track record of really grinding out wins. But, I mean, Kyle Pitts has had an awful start to the season. Elijah Moore has had an awful start to the season. That might not – that might stay the case. Uh, A.J. Dillon is way behind what he was doing last year. Um, Dak's been out. Obviously lost – you know, Trey Lance for the year, that was a big X factor for them. But, uh, yeah, these things are just like all explainable to me though. Like AJ Dillon is in a much worse offense than he was last year. It's hard to be the second running back in an average offense and be good. Like, I don't know if I'm really, if I'm expecting that to change the Kyle Pitts thing is a little surprising. Elijah Moore, they added Garrett Wilson. Like he's got, just got a huge chunk of his targets taken away. Like these things are not that surprising. Totally. And they're not deep. I mean, th- their bench no. is is rough to look at. They've got yeah. not a lot of interesting pieces on that bench. Yeah, I mean, when the Tim Patrick injury is like a dagger, like yeah. that's notable. Yeah. So I'm, I'm crossing them off. 
my other two crosswalks, we can speed through this. These are actually definitely controversial. So, you know, have at it with me. But uh, I'm crossing off, uh, aggressively crossing off Dos Hermanos, who is two and three. Okay. I think uh, that's somewhat controversial. Yeah. A couple of things I do really like. I love Brees. I love A.J. Brown. I love Cortland Sutton. Um, and I like Herbert. Everything else I don't think is good for this season. Yeah, I mean, this was a team that started out pretty hot out of the gates, but we all had them finishing last. I think they would tell you that they weren't contending this year. And the good yeah. news is it really does look like they nailed their like three first picks. They nailed they Bruce. They did. Jahan they're, and they're in a good spot. And they're Kenny in a good Pickett spot for next good. year. Yeah. But like, I don't see them. They're not going to buy. So they're going to stay where they are at best or sell. So that's not a playoff team. Yeah, unless Brian but they Robinson... they finish 7th or 8th? Sure. But, like, they're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, they don't have the top-end firepower um, to, to, to pull it off, to pull off a I don't run. even think it's their goal, frankly. Like I, like, I think they're okay with where they're at. Well, yeah, you, say, you know, they could buy. They could flip a pick and, you know, add, you know, a Tom Brady or a Cooper Cup or somebody like that, some veteran. They have assets to do it, but they're not going to do it because they're, they're not. They're going to have another high pick next year, and they're going to be locked and loaded after that. Honestly, it'd be kind of irresponsible for them to do that, and I think they're responsible owners. So, I like I like the combo of Frymuth, Dotson, uh, Brian Robinson, and Brees. Like, sign me up for that. That is me too. Good. And then AJ Brown and Sutton are, are very good as well. Herbert underperforming, but he's hurt. I don't know. I, I like their future. If they nail this me next too. year's pick, they're going to be a good team. Agreed. I just don't think they're getting in the playoffs. Um, and then my last one is the most controversial because I do think there's still a chance they actually make it, but I'm just trying to be spicy right now, and I'm crossing off Love Dobbies as well. Okay. It's well, a lot of Green Bay stuff, which I'm not really interested in. Rodgers, Jones, Dobbs. Uh, it's a lot of – they lost Javante Williams, huge loss. Wentz is a disaster. Uh, Christian Kirk might have been a bit of a flash in the pan early that's fading. Um, Debo's great, and Mark Andrews is great. And they shot Penny uh, down and, for the year too, and, and yeah, and they lost Penny out for the year. Yeah, exactly. So like, um, this team. The only reason I'm less confident about this, as it's currently constructed, I know this team isn't making the playoffs, but there is potentially an appetite for buying. And if they start doing like a trading pick for useful guy thing, they could squeeze themselves in. I agree. There's enough veteran talent, but as I'm looking at it now, I don't see it, and I'm not so sure they're going to be buyers. Yeah, I'd be I would be shocked if they started buying aggressively. I mean, one in four, fourth fourth lowest points four. Um, honestly, not breaking a hundred. A lot of t- like just not how this season started. One, not how they wanted the season to start. And the bad injuries, like your upside is just limited. And I remember in the preseason pod, I said Cam Akers would be the X factor here, and you didn't even mention him, but he's just been a complete zero. Oh yeah, like zero. So you know you've got. Some good receivers, some, you know, Mark Andrews and some solid quarterback play, but that's it. Uh, so, you know, I, I think this could be a lost year for them. And uh, they run it back next year. They you Cross know, them off. Jameson Williams back next year. High draft pick next year. They could be ready to go next year. Maybe eight you hear that sound? Year. That's the sweet, sweet sound of a cross-off. I think that one's less controversial than than Chad and uh, – Chad and Sice and Rainey and Zhao because of their injuries alone. I mean, you lose two big backs like that. That's fair. Like, I, I think, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if you started playing for next year. Javante Williams That's is fair. a big And I think asset. Chad having Cup, like, 
it's hard to cross that off. But yeah, agreed. Yeah. All yeah. right. Those are my cross offs. Next right. tier, the middle tier, the fringe tier, as you like to call it, which I think is a great. You've always been good with names, man. You've always been good with names. Uh, the fringe tier. I've got four teams in the fringe tier, which by my math, four, four, or your four. math, or any math, means there's four teams in each tier, and there are six playoff teams. So these four teams are battling for two spots as I see it. You've always been really good at like breaking down complex mathematical ratios and concepts into easily digestible, understandable things. Like your whole 444 thing here is just like a great example of that. They don't call me Ari algorithms for nothing. They've always called me that. They've always called you that and it's, it's astute. When I'm not talking about algorithms, I'm talking about free markets. It's one of the two. So my four fringe teams, I've got myself in there, the Pickle Dicks. We're at an inflection point. I think we're competitive. There's a move to be made in either direction. Which direction that goes is likely injury dependent and or like just the situation of, of where we are in the standings. We could buy, we could sell still. So I'm putting myself in that fringe tier hardcore. We could easily be a cross off soon. We could easily be uh, in the playoffs. You are currently in eighth place with a two and three record and in eighth in points four as well. Yep. Right on the bubble. The team in sixth is two and three also. Same record. Um, stock up Kenny Walker. Yep. Big, that's big, big. Kenny injury's big. We made a nice deal to flip Gibson into a usable piece this year. And like I said, there's a move to be made. We have all our picks and an extra one if we want to go for it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I think it's interesting. I, I like Your starting lineup right now looks really nice. Like, yeah. I, I'm a fan. Um, it, it, it's exactly like there's no margin for error there. There that's, is no that's margin why we're not a, That's why we're not a lock. And yeah. the Jamal Williams boost doesn't last all year most likely, but that was helpful, but it kind of gets replaced by Kenny Walker, who's probably yeah. going to step in and be pretty good. Um, McCaffrey's been good. Evans been good. Kyler's been good. Scary Terry, I think been good. But yeah, um, okay. and, yeah. and I think yeah, it'll be interesting to see if you guys uh, sell Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. All right, let's keep moving. We're we're taking too long here. Uh, my other fringe teams are fairly non-controversial. I have uh, Mike and Rafi. Okay. In sixth right now, also two and three. Came in second Built place to win last this year. year. Came in second, built to win this year. They're going to be in it till the end. Do they get over the hump and, and lock in? We'll see, but they're going to be in the hunt. Even after trading Matt Ryan? <laughs> Even after trading Matt Ryan and Zeke, they're still in the hunt. And it, you could argue they're better <laughs> by playing anybody else. Uh, I've got Lincoln Larry in there as well. Team that is built to win right now. And they're in seventh, also two and three. Uh, it's a points four discrepancy between these three. Um, but again... Good-looking team. Brutal loss on Monday Brutal night. loss. I, I felt their pain. Just Mahomes throwing touchdown. Four touchdowns to Kelsey is probably the only way they lose, and, and that's what happened. Um, exactly. Exactly. Tough one. Um, my only controversial one is currently the team in third place at 4-1. and one. Okay. Who's that? AJ's got us Waller in love again. You'd think they would be a lock given the record. 4-1? and one? If you dig a little deeper... They have the same points for as, as our team, for example. And that's hard for me to put in as a lock if I'm an eighth. You know, could easily be flipped. 
right? Well, I think this team is is in a good spot to make the playoffs, and I want to give them one of those slots, but I'm not ready to lock it in. So the argument would be against that if you felt for some reason their best days were ahead of them and they've banked these sort of these win column wins uh, without the points early, then that would make me think they are a lock. But, uh, you know, what do, what do you think? Gun to my head. Gun to my head, I think that's the more likely scenario, but I don't think that's a lock scenario. Yeah, I mean, again, any team rolling out Daniel Jones and Jameis Winston every week, uh, I, I feel like it's, it's teetering. <laughs> 100%. But I've got it on good authority that this team is going to be an active buyer. Which active makes me think buyer. That, makes me think that that is going to be a improved position for them. And then you look at the running backs and the receivers, which are all very good. You've got the Damian Harris injury, which blasts off from Andre, and and that team is 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 getting close to a lock. Yeah. So I, I I battled with that one. I think I'm I feel good about it as a fringe team right now, but I think there's a good chance they're in. Juicy Nugget Hollywood Brown has been a wide receiver one so far. What happens when Hopkins comes back? Yeah, well, it's a huge question. He's going to lose targets, but is he going to have more single coverage? I mean, who knows? That offense should be better, which should help him, but we'll see. Uh, those are my fringe teams. Wow. Fairly straightforward. Yeah, I mean, I think some of those could emerge into locks before we release our next podcast. <laughs> Agreed. Two uh, weeks, one week, two weeks, whatever it is, it's a, big, a lot of time. A lot will change. I'm surprised there's a, there's a certain team that you did not have in there in the fringe category that I'm surprised you didn't have. Maybe you did it for that even 444. Not really sure why, but let's get to the locks. I did it for four, four, four. Uh, my locks. I have Je- uh, Fuck Sleeper. Just lost a tough match to Jefferson Skyplane. Fuck Sleeper is the five seed right now. Wow. A uh, little top heavy, but so talented. I'm putting that team in the playoffs. Damian Pierce. First for Damian Pierce. Looking good. Looking real good. That and guy we were, is awesome. we were And we're going to have to ask some more questions about that later. So I don't want to spend too much time on this team because we will. <laughs> But okay. I'm putting them in. Uh, I'm locking in Jefferson Skyplane. Again, same reason. The top-end talent. They're battling for warm bodies right now. A uh, lot of warm bodies in there that are questionable. But I think with this team, there is some case for best days ahead. And the days behind haven't been bad enough for me to put them in the fringe category. Yeah, I mean, if the trade-off for having all those you know, those big dudes is a, a revolving door of Rex Burkhead, Dorch, and Randall Cobb, You'll probably take that. 100%. And I think there's a world where Mitchell comes back and is like solid RB2 second half of the year. Yeah, I mean, look, we Changes all have this team as the best team coming into the year. Not surprised yeah. they're still locked. They're 3-2. I'm not pulling I'm surprised them surprised they're honestly 3-2. and two. Yep. Uh, Hall of the same name, Dame. 4-1, second most in points four. Team is kicking ass. And I just want to shout out Carter and Sean, honestly. The trash talking on Sunday night against the Lincoln Larry team. I loved that. Like they were going toe to toe. They were going at each other. And instead of wilting or worrying about reverse jinxes, which we often think about far too much, Mm -hmm. they were throwing out tag team gifts and just trash talking left and right in the, uh, in the, um, in the group. And I fucking love that. I think that boosted them into my lock category because of that attitude. Yeah, that was a master class in, uh, you know, just in trash talk, frankly. 
And uh, also shout out to uh, Sean for hitting a uh, home run in softball last weekend. Yes, Sean, good swing, good stroke. I'm also bumping him into my lock category for that. I just want to say with this team, this team is – I think this team is super – their ceiling is is as high as anybody's, maybe higher. Like, Agreed. When they really go off, it's like, whoa. Like, you you know, they can put up 160, 170, 180 easy. Uh, they're not deep, and they can have bad weeks, so you want to catch them on a bad week. But if this team gets hot, watch out. They can beat yeah, anybody. And, and, and they're as well positioned as anyone to handle a loss of a running back. Um, Saquon is, is probably the best running back in the league right now. Yeah. Um, and he, he can carry that group. And then I think Godwin is going to have a, re, a really big second half once he gets healthy fully. Um, Alec Pierce, I love. That I love Alec Pierce. Like sliding him in, that's a great pick. He's He looks great. Um, block that team in. I wouldn't be shocked if they flipped their first for an asset too. 100%. They're absolutely locked. Yeah. Um, and then your team, number one, first in points, first in record. How do you not lock that team in? I'm so, so uh, yeah, I mean, four and one, escaped a, a potentially really bad loss last week. Uh, have the most points for, which feels crazy. Um, I would say we're more of a fringe team based on just the age of our team is very young and I feel like we've had some things really, really, really break our way early, but, uh, we're, yeah, we're positioned nicely to make the playoffs. You're positioned nicely and your depth is what I was kind of, I admired your depth at the beginning of the year and I thought maybe it was going to be in a, because of a lack of star power, but that's not the case. You have the star power and the depth, which will allow you to withstand all these buys and injuries and whatnot. So I don't see a way you don't make the playoffs. I don't think we're going to be the top scoring team in three or four weeks. No, me neither. A lot of that was Amon Ross St. Brown and Jalen Waddle dropping 40 yeah. together. So uh, that'll come down. But if we can squeak out some wins here, uh, we've got a lot banked. So It's it's maybe not a bye team, but it's like I don't see you dropping below four. That team's going to make it. I think we could arguably put together the best trade package in the entire league for a, a buying. A buy Easily, move. which I think might, might end up being what you do. So I like it. Um, all right. Should we get to our guest? Uh, yeah. Do you want to get to the guest or do you want to do a quick little ad? I think we can do those both at the same time because we're so skilled. <laughs> uh, you, I will follow you lead. Uh, okay. I would like to uh, send out a quick shout out and an advertisement uh, for the Mike and Rafi Menage Dois, uh team. Uh, great team name, by the way. Still love that, even though it's a little getting a little stale. Um, brought to you by Analytics. This team, when they need to make a decision, they analyze. They see what the computer says. They read through probabilities, and they make the right call. Sports science. Data. Numbers. Crunch that number. Win probability. Analytics. Numbers never lie. Computers. Data. Science. Science. Data. Data. Science. Brought to you by Mike and Rafi. By analytics and data. By sports Big analytics. Brains. Analytical things and sports analytics, the business. It's a business. It's a business. It really is. It's business savvy. All right, that was a great ad. Analytics. Oh, we're, we're, we're still going. Wow, this is a and long data. Ad. Brought to you by Mike and Rafi. Rafi. Algorithms? 
I think so. PEMDAS. Ooh. Order of operations. Long division. Crunch those numbers, baby. Crunch them up. Oh, and we've got our first guest joining the Zoom. You are live on the pod. Please state your name. This is Brandon, uh, first-time caller, long-time fan. Great to finally meet the host that I've listened to for hours. Thank you for having it me. It is good to have you. Where are you calling yeah. from right now, Brandon? <laughs> <laughs> you just pop up. Oh, man, I got to make it so I can see you guys at the same time. Yeah, I'm calling video, from, uh... dude. Oh, it's not? Oh, okay. I thought it was. Wait, how oh, do I? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's like exactly it. what I was picturing. Yeah, here. <laughs> <laughs> it just snuggled up a really fucking funky, comfy looking sweatshirt, hood yeah. up. Shit yeah. don't change. What is up, yeah, Don? That's good. My hair hasn't grown as much as yours, though. That's the only thing that's changed, it looks like. It's been neglected. I like that. I like that. It's stylish. You kidding me? Oh, thank you, Don. I haven't seen your face in just far too long. Here it is. I'm in Naples, Florida right now, guys, which is, uh, there's a big football community out here. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, I, to, as I understand it, you winter in Florida. Is that right? <laughs> I'm, I'm experimenting. I see we got a uh, little Nate joining. There he is. Look at the guy. Welcome what's to going on, brothers. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Great to be here. You what's love? up, Nate? Your laptop? Uh, what are you doing? I'm doing well. We got the NHL on tonight. We got some football. Luckily, no baseball, actually. So it gives us some time to think about tomorrow a little bit and, you know, who's playing and all the matchups. So it's a good night of sports. So we were talking about banning the football game from our TVs tonight. Are you are you uh, partaking in that or no? No, I couldn't partake in such a thing. I'm insulted <laughs> that this is on the slate. Insulted. What's up, Nate? <laughs> what's going on kev i actually feel pretty good about the game tonight i think that brian the brian robinson story is really compelling we should spend some time talking about that we should guy got we... shot in the last two months and he's on the field ready to rock tonight commanders all the all <laughs> all commanders tonight commanders are winning this game you like the commies i like the you commanders know, I, I, i'm leaning the bears tonight and uh, uh I think Justin Fields drops back more than 15 times to throw tonight. Uh, I really think it's his coming out party. Big Vilas Jones together, game. Big, big Fields day. Put together a same game parlay. Fields over 40 yards rushing. Fields two touchdowns. Tie first half and Bears to win the second half. Outpaid. I think 95 to one. That's a nice price. <laughs> let's let's get to the interview. That's what we prepared for. We, we prepared to. I'll, I'll kick things off. They're not like, here for the interview. Let's interview. Yeah, let's interview. Also, I have a few segments I'm going to want to cover and, and, at some point. And Nate, Nate, we know about these segments. <laughs> they've, they've come prepared with segments and topics. Good, good. We're going to get to those quickly here. But I want to just kick things off. You guys have been an awesome ownership group to have in our league. Everybody is entertained by your activity levels, your nicknames. We want to get into nicknames for sure. But uh, just real quick. Take me back to draft night, the startup auction draft, where you guys basically went big. No, not us guys. I wasn't there, by the way. Okay. Nate was the evil genius behind all this. Wow. Secrets revealed uh, right here. But you guys went big, and you guys spent a lot of money on a handful of dudes, all very good dudes. 
Uh, what, what went behind that? Can you just quickly, like, do, would you do it the same way if you could go back in time? Like, would you do something differently? Like, how do you, how do you feel about that, that auction draft? I think we look at the team and what the team's done and we feel really good about draft night. Now, we spent a lot of money early and the reason behind that is because in a dynasty, I know players are going to come and go. I know you'll be able to find the 10, 12 point a week guys, but the guys who can go off for 34 or 50 are few and far between. And so spending your money on those guys was the strategy. Now, Fortunately, we didn't miss on any of those guys, right? CD, Justin Jefferson, Lamar, Cook. I mean, we've had T. really Higgins. good luck so far. T. Higgins. Um, and then Don's done a great job of filling out the roster. I mean, he, he's the master behind all the trades, and, and he's in the weeds negotiating with different folks on a weekly basis. And so, uh, honestly, it's, it, it's been a great one-two duo, and we feel really good about our team moving forward. And, and, and speaking of Don and Don's role in this this franchise that rattled off eleven straight victories last year, can I assume Don's also the man behind the nicknames? Am I wrong? I, I'll give you a fun fact about this league, Kevin. I was the first one to find the nickname feature and the first one to set nicknames. That is a fun. I'm the fact. whole league. That is a fun fact and the least surprising thing I've ever heard. <laughs> you could scroll that news feed for I, the evidence. I believe so. you're the also the only person to send a message to another league member via player nicknames. Uh, you <laughs> you said something where to me and Daryl Henderson's nickname was Kevin uh, for a long time. <laughs> I, Kev, let me let's just take a step back and go back to the, the draft night and then let's go through the Daryl Henderson because I think that was one of the most genius things I've ever seen what Nate did there. Not only was it genius, but he was right on all six of those guys. That is really hard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Really hard. And I got that is hard. Usually you really on one or two of them, Nate, you know? Nate's Nate's a big picture guy. Nate's a future thinker. Like he knows who's he knows who's coming. If he says someone's coming in three years, they're coming in three years. I'm more of the like minute by minute person, <laughs> I would say. So like once I had those six players, then it's like, all right, we gotta fill out this roster. Like, who are we flipping? Let's start flipping, you know? And that's our mindset. It's like, let's flip. Well, we got a lot and, of and that and that culture that started at draft day has gone all the way through to as recently as or whatever our last trade was. Love it. Great answer. While we're talking about nicknames, I'd love to go through just a really quick understanding for all of us about the different kinds of beasts. Mm. So I did a quick uh, rundown mm-hmm. here. We've dug in on and the I beasts. See, yeah, mm. we, we see there are 10 different kinds of beasts right now on the Fuck Sleeper squad, right? Mm. So some of the famous ones Official beast, certified beast, just regular beast, uh, sleeper beast, teetering beast. Um, there's a lot of really good teetering ones. Teetering beast I'm is a new one, I believe. Yeah, can can you give me some 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 idea of like where did the beast thing come from? Like, can can you maybe define some of these? Uh, you Official, know, what makes a sleeping beast yeah. a sleeping beast versus a sleeper beast? I'd love to know what the difference is there. <laughs> yeah, well, te- teetering beast is definitely vintage 2022. That's for sure. So is that like they're uh, almost a beast, but they're not quite a beast? I'm trying to remember who I named Teetering Beast. I'm it was Woods. It was right Woods. Now. 
Oh, yeah. Well, here's there's the issue. I'll say Robert Woods at one point in his life was the certified beast. And we'll get into what that is, but that's the pinnacle. And he's unfortunately, since joining the Tennessee Titans, uh, becoming a little bit of a teetering beast where I think he's probably going to lose his beast title in the next mm, two weeks, unfortunately. So, so to understand, did you say official beast is the, is the highest rank? Or certified. Certified. Or certified. certified. No, no. Official would, oh, actually, I'll, I'll put official at the top because I see Lamar and Delvin. Yeah, okay. Official is the highest. Certified okay. is CD Lambs, which is like, yeah, you're definitely a beast, but are you official? No, you've been certified. He's with only a stamp, been certified. You know? Okay. Like CD, so official CD one, either goes for thirty. Two. CD either goes for thirty or he goes for three. And that's not what Lamar's giving you. That's not what Dalvin Cook are giving you. They're consistent and certified. But they're not a consistent beast. They're official beasts. A consistent beast is a lower ranking, which okay. I give to someone like a. Uh, Brandon Cooks, because you know he's consistently going to get you that 8 to 12, guaranteed. But he's not going for 30 like a certified. Right. I think I'm starting to get it, and, and I, it's making sense to me. Um, so just what is just a beast? Hmm. Well, it's just a beast, sorry. What's baby beast? I feel like I know. <laughs> That's easy. Beast. That's a rookie. Yeah. Like, uh, baby, when I when I imagine Baby Beast, I have a visual of uh, that little Bowser character. Baby Nintendo. Bowser, mm, Baby Bowser. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Bowser. that's what Nate Nate gave me the Baby Bowser influence, and then I felt like Baby Beast was a nice name for all of our rookie studs, which we should talk about because Cook just had his first touchdown. Pierce is clearly the next, you know, Walter Payton. So let's mm. talk through that. I love that. Yeah, we can we can we can transition to that. Um, what did the scouting department have to say about, about those, those trading those first for those backs? Um, did you do much scouting? What did that look like? What did you love? You know, how were you so certain? Don runs our scouting department. Well, no. Um, we have, <laughs> for the we record, have a- they are pointing at each other on the video. <laughs> yeah, let the record show we're both pointing at each other to answer. Our, our, our team dynamics quite interesting. We alternate dictatorships each year so we don't run like a like a democracy i was dictator last year i had all final call and everything nate has all final call this year so i really have no power so that's all nate that are making those trades for pearson cook which i love both of them and you should talk through the logic nate uh, sure i'm happy to chime in here i haven't missed a college football game in about seven years and (laughs) you know when i was watching damian pierce at florida and I saw the amount of touches he was going to get. And I saw the coach that they had at Houston, Lovey Smith. I said, there is no way that this man won't get at least 20 to 25 carries a game. And Rex Burkhead is not remotely not remotely the lead back that Damian Pierce is and will end up being over the next few years here. So I felt really good about Houston early on in the year. I was high on uh, Davis Mills and totally whiffed on that. But – I think Damian Pierce has carved out a role in that offense and he breaks a million tackles a game. And you know, Lovey Smith, he just wants to run the damn ball. So I think that ultimately those things kind of warranted a first round pick. And, and I'm not really sold on what the hit rate in our league is going to be on a first round pick moving forward. Like, I, I don't even know if we look at the next five years and all the first round picks, if those players are the ones that are ultimately going to make pro bowls, if those players are going to be the ones that score 20 to 30 a game, uh, I don't know if I have faith in our league hitting on a, a bunch of first round picks. And so I feel pretty confident trading ours away. And I think we're going to end up with a late first round pick anyway. 
That was a high yeah, leverage, high. That was a tightrope trade. If you if you miss on that, that's that could set you back uh, asset wise. But fancy. it looks like you nailed it. That's fancy football, Kev. I mean, look, I want to give a massive shout out to Don when it comes to the Mar- when it came, comes to the Marcus Mariota pickup. I mean, Don had Marcus Mariota on our roster before he was even picked up by Atlanta. I mean, he, he was cut by Vegas, and Don said, no, no, no. you got to hold out for this guy. He's going to have a job. And not only is he going to have a job, he's going to be a top 15 fantasy quarterback. And so I have to give a major shout-out. Don is all over, not just the waiver wire in our league, but all over the NFL waiver wire. And so you never know who Don might pick up. They might not be in the NFL today. It might be but Todd they Gurley. might have a spot on our team. Yep, he might go back to Todd Gurley. Exactly. There, so Don runs our pro, pro scouting. There was also some really nice poetic justice with the Damian Pierce taking the job from Rex Burkhead because this is a little insider baseball. But last playoff game after our 11-game win streak, I'm getting out of the shower. There's three minutes before our first playoff game. We just, we're coming on an 11-game win streak. Nate calls me. This was, again, my dictatorship last year. Nate calls me, and he goes, hey, I think we should start Rex, not whoever I had in there. I'm like, no, 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 Rex Burkhead sucks. That was his game. He goes for two or three touchdowns, if you all remember that last year. And we ended up losing that playoff game. And had I listened to Nate, we would have won. So the fact that we lost that, but now get the starting running back from that team is going to be a stud for eight, nine years. It's nice poetic justice. I love your guys' collaboration ability here. It's like you, you have your misses and you build each other up. I'm a huge fan of that. I also love the concept of you guys doing this, like how people who play two-on-two Madden will switch who gets to be quarterback. It's like, oh, I'll do quarterback for a quarter. You do quarterback for – like you guys are doing that as running the team year by – I mean, that is – I love that. That is awesome. Yeah, it's a model that everyone in the league could follow. We have no – we're not privy to it, you know. uh, We'll come up with a new idea by the time you guys copy that one. I I thought people would be too power-hungry for this sort of thing, but it is so – it's selfless. It's giving – you're giving to the franchise. You're giving to the fans. I I really – I applaud it. I love it. I think that explains success. And most of the, Ari, most of the time I, I sit there and I get the notification that something happened on our team. I text Don, great move. You know, it's more of, <laughs> I, I, I'm sitting here as a fan of our team as well. I yeah. love that. We're, we're a fan of the team. That's the best way to describe right. it. We're, we're proud that this group of guys got together and is willing to go out there every single week and battle for us. You know, I love it. Let's go to Nate's segments here. I, I can't wait for these any longer. It's, it's time. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so one of my favorite segments is called On Something or On To Something. Uh, and so we'll go through a range of topics and some hot takes and we can go around and people can speak up if they think that I'm on something or on to something. Uh, so the it. first one is movie theaters should offer Thursday night football for free. Am I on something or on to something? Oh, that's so good. So, wow. uh, quick clarification. So, the entrance is free. Are the snacks free or you have to pay for the snacks? Got to pay for the snacks, but the entrance is free. You, my friend, are on to something. I oh. love that. Love it. Yeah, what about alcohol? That. You're on to something. No doubt. Alcohol? Can we get alcohol there? For a charge. Some movie theaters do alcohol. Yeah, they do. Yeah, those movie theaters. Aren't the ones movie with the theaters- flyers. Aren't movie theaters really struggling and just need people like to be there, right? I think the movie theater industry is on something. 
to be honest. Dude, I totally agree. We're basically doing that here in our apartment, but if there was more of us and we could all be somewhere, why not? Yep. All right. All right. I, I got. Yeah. I got a. I got a on one on something or not. Go for Bring it, back God. Blockbuster and have them only rent old Thursday night football games. <laughs> I, think on, I think you're off something. <laughs> you're on something, dude. And I want whatever you're on because that is amazing. <laughs> I can't wait to watch Bears Commanders of 2022 in 10 years. <laughs> I can't wait to pay for that. <laughs> VHS, by the way. VHS. <laughs> oh, great. I also have no way of playing it in my house. Amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Not, they, that love was that. One. I love that. I love this is, that. This yeah. is how these two work, dude. Are you seeing this? I mean, this is like, it's like beautiful ping pong. Look at this. Yeah, that, was, that was off the top. Yeah. Oh, I can sell. That's amazing. All right. The NFL should limit how many times a team can punt in one game. Mm-hmm. On something or onto something. And does the scenario of when you punt or not, like, uh, uh, doesn't matter. It's just a raw number. Binary. Yep. I'm in. I'm in on that. I think you're mm-hmm. on to something. I think punts are boring. Mm-hmm. I got no. Eliminate punts and kicking altogether. No punts, no kicks. A dramatic yeah. field goal is fun sometimes. Yeah, I think you're I on something. I don't personally have an issue with the punts. It's the commercials that associate with those punts. Mm. So if we could get some sort of kind of mini halftime show every single punt, I would be very in on just Oh, okay. There's a condition. If you do punt over the allowed limit, you Uh have to do a performance. Your team has to do a special performance on the field for everybody if you go over the limit. Yeah. Now you, sir, are not on anything. That I'm in on that. Yeah. yeah, I'm in on that. Too. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right, let's keep rolling. If the Browns are 7-3, and three, they sit to Sean Watson when he comes back and ride with Brissett. Ooh. Ooh, you are absolutely on something. As a proud owner of Jacoby Brissett, who only throws touchdowns in the end zone and the red zone, they will not be smart doing that. On something. All right, let's keep rolling. NFL players should be able to fine their coaches. Fine? Fine their coaches. Cliff Kingsbury coming out, and when a reporter asks, hey, what do you think about your team start this weekend? Cliff Kingsbury responds by saying, they started slow. Using the word they Mm. in referring to your team. Not taking responsibility. And how 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 about Ron Rivera when the reporter came out and said, hey, what's the problem with your team? And he said, quarterback <laughs> that's, that's fair that's, that's not fair. so is it a collective player decision to find or can one player find the coach no it's a collective two-thirds majority two-thirds okay. majority i like that honestly that. i love that yeah i'm good with that it's a team sport if you can do fines you should be able to be fine i think that's a good uh, policy don any thoughts there mm. I thought you said find like a GPS. So I'm <laughs> a little behind. John's I'm looking something. for his coach. <laughs> All right, transitioning to the NBA. Wow, just We're, that was amazing. Sorry, I have one yeah, more. I'd they, like to give fantastic. one more football. Wait, one. are these still on or onto some things? Just yeah, we're, we're still on something. Or oh, onto okay, something. cool. Can I do my yeah. one more football one? Yeah, absolutely. All NFL broadcasts should be broadcast with the Madden view. Mm. Mm. The Sky Cam. 
but better. Wow. Am I on something or am I on to something? So I think you're on to something in that the way we watch it is too dumbed down for how high level and smart the average fan is at this point, where as soon as the ball's hiked, they just zoom in all the way onto the quarterback and you can't see any of the routes downfield. So if you're trying to fix that, I don't care how, I'm into it. So I'm, I'm, I think you're onto something there. It should at least be an alternate option. Yeah, I'm in. Or, like, keep it zoomed. Exactly. Like, the ball goes up. You're like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. It's like we have to wait until the ball comes down. Nate, Nate Don, I'm curious. Your takes on this? Hey, you want to go? I think you're on to something. Right. I just wish – I wish I wish all of us could call timeout for the coaches. I wish if the, all the fans oh. were watching, two-thirds majority of the fans watching <laughs> were hitting the timeout button that – the, co- the, the coach will be coach. forced. To, yep, the coach will be forced to call timeout. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's a button on your remote. You just that's that's quite an idea. We should be commissioners, yeah. Nate. You should be commissioner. This is unbelievable. These ideas are so good. I, Kev, I think you have a good idea. I think similar to I think functionally the way you do that, similar to how they have the normal football game and then the Nickelodeon version of the football game. The they could just cast? broadcast it. A third time, but with a different camera angle, same commercials. I think you could make that work, and then the fans can choose, but they don't cut down their money. Agreed. Yeah. I'd love to see the data on how many people choose to watch it the new way. Love that word. There was three right. great ideas in there. Really? A Last lot. one. Yeah. Last one. We must be missing something in the Draymond Pool Warriors fiasco. What does the team know? They got to know something if they didn't suspend him. On to something or on to something. So are you thinking like maybe he like banged his girlfriend or something like type of it, thing? Yeah, it's some, there's, there's got to be something the fans are missing because you can't watch that video and say, yeah, Draymond shouldn't be suspended for that. I think you're on to something. That was the last one, actually. Oh, damn. Great, well great segment, Nate. Wait, that was the last one? You don't have one? Another NBA? No, I got it. The NFL shouldn't change the roughing the passer rules. I think they're perfect, honestly. I think we should protect the quarterback at all costs. I don't want to see Tom Brady go off and uh, ruin his career because of injury. Or you should only be able to protect certain quarterbacks. (laughs) Carson Wentz should never get a flag thrown against. But Tom Brady, you push him the wrong way, and it's 25 yards. But that already happens. I think, I think you're on. I think you're on something for that one. This is football. I think you're on to something, Nate. If you lose the quarterbacks, we're in trouble. I think we need just more clear definitions and rules of what roughing is, because I don't think anybody really knows. I, I got. I got an on something on off something. Uh, similar to this concept of you know you never really know what are the rules with passer interference. What are the rules? All right. Anyways. Uh, I have a theory that the refs, I think there's a penalty on every single play in football somewhere. Mm. There's a penalty every single play. And I have a theory that the refs call those penalties only when the game pace needs to be altered in a certain way. Not always, but 50% of the time. There's so many calls that are like holds in important situations that give a team a ball, a new fresh set of downs from the 15, went to go to go to win the game. I think there's a, I think it's all for entertainment. And I think there's a, a penalty on every play, and that's how they do it. 
Do you think it's like a fixed thing or like they're just it's a game flow thing? They no, just want I think to be closer. I think they want the best game possible for TV. I don't think it's mm. a fixed thing. I'm with I you. I think it. you could call a flag on every single play if you wanted to. Or there is one that happens. There is something that happens that could warrant a flag on 95% of plays. Right. And those seem to pop up in scenarios that extend the game or make it closer, something of the sort, usually. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Do you think that they called more flags on the Raiders in the second half of that game? Uh, after the uh, the big roughing the passer call in the first half, you think that was intentional as like makeup flags? But like, yeah. I think that's part of like sports and emotions of like we fucked up, time to fix it, type of thing. I think that's okay. But that that leads to Don's point that there is some level of subjectivity and emotion that determines these flags, which there definitely is, and there's no way around that aside from robot ops. Or robot uh, refs. Robot refs, mm. which I'm not for. I think the human element of it needs to be needs to be retained. I have a, on something or onto something. Um, every NFL team gets one position player that is a robot. Is it? It's the same robot for everyone. Like same skill. Uh, you can train that robot, uh, kind of like a Madden creative player. You can make it good or bad at certain things, like. It could be a really good blocking robot. It could be a really fast robot. Uh, it could be a great kicker. Um, it could be a quarterback. I, I think conceptually you're on to something. I think really? in reality, and these two guys are probably better with, with robotics, but I think reality-wise, the robots are just not there at that point. I mean, have you seen these robots like dribble or like shoot? like that? They can't be on an NFL field, man. They're way too stiff and clunky. Hmm. Well, well, Ari, wait a, a second. Robot. Wait a second. Did anybody see the commercial a few years back? Pepsi. The Pepsi commercial with the vending machine that was running routes. Uh, yeah, I remember that. And I think the commercial ended with coaches on the sideline chanting, machine, 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 <laughs> machine. So I, I've seen it before. And to me, there would be like a 99 in Madden, like a 99 every single attribute. 99 like, speed, hands, power, strength, all of it. Have yeah, you seen I'm, the I'm pro machines? Have you seen the robots that do like the dribbling and like the shooting thing? Like there's these all these videos of like it's like a, a full flat hand. Like these guys cannot they don't have the technique, I think, at this point. They, I think they might be able to outshoot stuff correct. I feel yeah. like I've seen a YouTube video like of a robot outshooting stuff. Yeah, but not in a real game, in a standstill, maybe, yes. You are way right, underselling get, technology, Ari. And robotics. Uh, yeah, I may be behind on my robotics. You're behind it's on super robotics. Possible. I'm leaving that up for a possibility. Yeah, you're way underestimating. I got, okay. I got three, I got three words on the robot thing. I am Jason Hill. <laughs> robot voice. Mm-hmm. That's a really that Great. is a really good take. Jason really Hill good. might be a robot. Yeah, Kev, we might need to clip that and soundboard it. Um, <laughs> I'd love to use that in future eps. I am Jason Hill in a robot voice. I think that could work. Love it. Yeah. Amazing. Kev, we have any more questions for these boys? I don't. Nate, do you have any other segments? I don't. That's it. Wow. I got I got I got a question for you too. I'd like to know what are you each most excited about on your according teams for the next end of the season? That's a great question, Don. This season. Yeah. 
this hmm, season? Really good question. I mean, mine I think is fairly obvious. I had my first round pick, number three overall, Kenneth Walker, just got the job via injury to Rashad Penny. I'm curious to see what he's got. I don't really know. I think this is going to be pretty telling whether that was a huge botch or a great pick in the next few weeks, and I'm excited to see uh, which one it is. I didn't you think you never, never, never Are wish you? injury on anyone, but I would agree that's a pretty good situation you got going there. You think he's going to get the fast on work? So he has been, but that was before he was the first back. So I, I, like that was the big question mark coming in was like, would they let him do that? And they kind of have been letting him more than I thought they would, but he also wasn't the early down back, and it was the only way to give him the ball. So, I, I, gun to my head, it looked. I, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna give it to him. But I'm excited to see. That's gonna be the, cha- the the game changer for him, though. I mean, if he gets the ball in that scenario, like, look out. Yeah, these these bozo coaches are making Pete Carroll look good. Yeah, <laughs> so bad. Kev, uh, a couple things I could say, but I'm gonna go with. My guy, Josh Jacobs. Uh, I want to see if he can put up another RB1 year here. Uh, he caught a lot. I got a lot of uh, got a lot of comments when we traded for this guy. And the way McDaniels has them lining up eye formation, 25 rushes up the middle per game, that's my kind of football. And Josh Jacobs is making it work. And uh, I'm excited to see if he can do this for a whole year because that would be – very helpful for us. <laughs> you know, it's unbelievable because I feel like I feel like so many of the fantasy sharps were short Josh Jacobs this year. Well, they didn't pick up his option, then everybody overreacted to him playing in that, you know, Hall of Fame game. I mean, those things seem silly now. I mean, if he keeps doing this, he's gonna he's gonna get a big contract from somebody. I will say I, I he looked he, good on Monday he night. He looked bursting. He looked different. Do you see him truck that safety? Yeah, I don't remember seeing that. Yeah, he yeah. he's good. He's good. That's a good one. You guys have one? Or to die. To be together for the year. You know, <laughs> just, be, just be friends and be be yeah. together working on working on your craft. I'll, I'll tell you what. I, you know, I'm excited for uh, Sirianni to keep calling quarterback sneaks on the one. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's as good as it gets. You rarely see that in the NFL. A coach who actually understands the effectiveness of a quarterback sneak. Dude, we ran like five last week. It was crazy. Back to back, by the way. Yeah, yeah there was two in a row. The first one, he ran it again. It was, and I think it was after a timeout too. So it was like they didn't get, you know, it wasn't like the quick. Goal. Yeah. Yep. It was first and goal at the one. They didn't get that, it. This, Time this out. Is, Second and goal at the one. Tough. Sneak it again. This is too tough for Kevin to listen to. We can't have this conversation. Yeah, true. Sure. That was a big he, trade. He was I'm nice over it. Not I'm bring over up it. Justin Jefferson. We can't bring up Jalen Hurts. That's, that's looking like, yeah, that actually should be your guys' deal. You're so you make. respect there. An yeah. arrangement you make with each other. Yeah, we just, yeah, a nonverbal arrangement we know. I have less anxiety with Joe Burrow than I did with Jalen Hurts. Uh, but I cannot deny that he is definitely a better fantasy quarterback right now. Well, they don't have any anxiety, these two, as long as they just acquire Gardner Minshew for me for a very, very steep price, <laughs> and then they'll be good. I, I truly believe that even if you gave the Eagles Derrick Henry, they wouldn't run the ball with him at the one. They would just go with Hurts. It's still less, less effective. Yeah. But the, thing is, the thing is, is, it's not like Gainwell and Sanders don't get – like they're all everyone's scoring. yeah the whole offense is eating they're all eating you know but True. option one a inside the five is hurts every time 
every time. Yeah, this this year. Yeah, maybe you know three four years from now it changes when they're trying to protect his health a little more. But I don't know. The guy seems pretty indestructible. Yeah. It's a, we're, we're, we're excited. We're, we're, uh, we're playing for the playoffs. We're really excited for the playoffs. Kevin, I got to say before we go, you were not a great team last year. You made at least four or five trades over the last 18 months. You have been the only other manager that texts me every week for a trade, which means you're hustling. So you're well-deserved wherever you're sitting, first or second. I don't remember. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Huge shout out to Ari and Kev. This league runs like a well-oiled machine. And yeah. Appreciate you two having us on here. And the podcast is something I look forward to every week and makes this league awesome. Looking forward to our NBA season kicking off next week. Truly, oh, yeah, magical. man. Truly magical, you two. Like, thanks for doing the podcast. It's awesome. Dude, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Love you. Let's go, Lacrimania <laughs> St. Brown. See you guys later. <laughs> Yo, I'll... I'll, I'll, I'll Oh, Don's gone. He's he's gone like that. <laughs> See you, Nate. Later, Nate. I'm All right. Gonna, well, was, that was. I was gonna ask him. I mean, we can cut this, but I was just gonna ask him about the theme song. Yeah, that was a hell of an interview. I enjoyed every minute of that. Right. And we'll welcome up the stage. It's your craziest, sexiest, biggest, handsomest uncle, Uncle Al. Coming in for the bottom of the ninth inning, Uncle Al. The trumpets. Oh, and yeah. the crowd goes crazy. Oh, yeah. All right. Where should we start? Should we jump right into the theater theory? Should we go with the Uncle Al's crazy, big, sexy lock of the week? Where do we go here, Kevo? Let's do the lock. Let's do the lock. Oh, wow. Just throwing me into the deep end. Yeah. Here. You're here for one reason only. Okay. Well, a few reasons. You gotta rev me up first. You gotta oil me up. Yeah, we gotta oil him up. Put you on uh, the spot. So, Bruce Brothers, Bruce Sisters, it's time for the big, sexy, uncle. Wow, cool sound effects, Kevin. <laughs> Thanks, man. So, this week, so. First of all, I want to say we're 2-0 and so far. So what was your last one? The last one was the Vikings minus 2 and In like, London. Minus 2.5. Oh, yeah. So the line actually ended up moving to 3 um, as time went on. So you got in there late, then you might have pushed. Ooh. Um, but for anyone who got in early on the Big Sexy Uncle Al Lock of the Week, Week 2, you got a nice little dub to put in your pocket. So I hope you guys are out there just racking up the cash um, I don't know why I just got a Philly accent there for a second. It's <laughs> talking to you guys. <laughs> um, so this week we're gonna get we're gonna get a little wild here. We're gonna oh get a little boy, crazy! We, the last two locks of the week were like pretty straight up, like you know, home minus three kind of situations. Mm. This time we're going to cold Lambeau Field. Mm. Cold, cold Lambeau. What is it called? The winter, the winter, the ice box, the ice, the winter palace, ice. Palace. The Palace of Cold, Cold Boys. It's, it's cold there. Yeah. And we're going with the J-E-T-S. Oh, Jets, wow. Jets, Jets. What is happening? Plus seven and a half. Plus seven and a half at Lambeau Field. So you might be saying, that's crazy, Alan. Why would you make the Jets a lock of any sort in the year of our Lord 2022? 
Well, let me tell you. Well, your lord, not mine. Okay. Well, some, some of our lords. <laughs> the Jets have been playing legitimately good football. I think they figured something out with Brees Hall. They've started to use him a lot more, and he looks electric right now. The Packers, on the other hand, we watched them just go through a sad death march in the second half in London. Um, they were like doing a Queen Elizabeth procession that mm. second half. Mm. It was hard to watch. All right, babe. I think we're kind of seeing what that football team is. Like, I, sure, Aaron Rodgers is great, but he's getting older. And, like, they're just not that great of an offense. They're not the same team. And I think this line has a penalty. Uh, it has a Jets, like, losing a couple points penalty just because they're the Jets mm. and the Packers gaining a couple points in Vegas just because of the Packers, right? Like, this line shouldn't be seven and a half. The Packers are not over a touchdown better than the Jets in any world right now. So, look, I'm not saying the Jets are going to win this game, but seven and a half is way too many points against a Jets team who's running the ball really well, who's playing well, who's got a stout defense, uh, and the Packers just haven't done anything to impress me all year, and nothing makes me think that they're going to beat any good or average to good team by more than a touchdown right now. Lock it in, baby. Lock it in. I love the case. Case scares me. You, you neglected a pretty big part of the case. What's which the case? Is, what did I neglect? The ice? Uh, oh, no, we covered the ice that. ice is a factor. Not that cold yet. Just like Rodgers after a bad loss and when people start doubting. I feel mm. like there's usually a big smackdown coming. And if anybody's going to let people down with a huge smackdown on the road, it might be the Jets. That's definitely possible, and that's you know that's what our brains are trained to think. Yeah, it's right? been that way. It doesn't mean it'll continue to be that way. Exactly. I think that it's time. Like the way to win bets is to be thinking ahead, ahead mm. of the curve, right? That's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to think ahead of the curve. That's why we have progressives like Ari here making stands, and that's why you have me giving the big sexy Uncle Al lock of the I mean, we were also talking about robotics earlier and. You yeah, know, exactly. Yeah. This is a future very futuristic sports pod. data analytics. Yeah, all of these things. Um, the Thursday night football in movie theaters. Yeah, oh, that was good. That was a good one. I like that idea. Love it. I don't know if I'd want to go to a movie theater. It's a good idea. Some people would. I don't know if I would want to. Dude, you love movie theaters. What are you talking about? Hey. Don't you do a whole thing about movies on this fucking pod? <laughs> The yeah, king but, of movies. but that's in my lounge. It's not. It's you're the guy of the theater theory guy. It's in. Oh, a true. Well, I got the theater. You got the movie. Between the two of us, we should be in. I'm be honest. I may not have a movie this week. Oh God. Oh, no. Well, don't spoil it. Um. All right. I love that lock. Should we? Should we? Uh. Should we head to the theater? Or I also have a good beefer book report that I think you guys are really gonna like. Yeah. Let's absolutely do the book report. All right. The book report. Yeah. The Beaver Book beef Report. Let me pull up my notes real quick. Now presenting his book report, Ari. So, I am going to go with, for this week's Beaver Book Report, Mr. Saverio, a.k.a. Sav Giovanni Rocca. Also known just to Eagles fans especially as Sav Rocca. Tied for fattest punter that we've ever had. Tied. Weighing in at 265 pounds. Yeah, he ties with uh, – it was a kicker thing, so it wasn't clear. He might be the fattest punter only. Who's uh, Donnie, Donnie 
Donnie Jones? Is that the other guy? Yeah, Sebastian Janikowski was the other really fat. Really, I think he was like high 250s. It's, they don't track these numbers super well, but he's one of the fattest, if not the fattest punters ever to be listed. So that puts him straight into the beef category. A couple of fun facts about Mr. Savraka. Born to an Italian family, obviously, in Australia. Oh. Easily, well, not the best stat, but a great stat. At age 12, he recorded the longest kick by anyone at, at his age at the Reservoir Football Oval. What is the rest of our football? Who knows? He's 14th all-time in the goal-scoring list for the AFL, and in 1995 won the Copeland Trophy as Collingwood's best and fairest player. 1995? Best and fair. He is quite fair. Only two players have scored more goals in their career without winning a, without winning a Coldman medal. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Known for his ability to kick long distances... He retired from the AFL at age 32 to pursue his career in the NFL, in which he became the oldest rookie in the history of the NFL, as he signed with the Eagles. So he was not only the beefiest, but also the oldest rookie punter. How old is he? He was 32 at that point. You could say he was like aged beef. (laughs) Aged beef, exactly. Speaking of aged beef, this is the stat of the night. Every summer in Preston, Victoria, which is in Australia, from the ages of 3 to 15, Sav and his brothers would make the city-famous Big Sav with their father. What is the Big Sav, you might ask? The Big Sav was a 10-kilogram roll of salami cured every year and has been passed on as a tradition since the 1600s. Wow. That's fucking awesome. Right? That is cool. That's big old hunk of beef. I mean, what's more beef or booger report than yeah. they literally had a whole thing around a big hunk of beef. This is um, good. This is good. And that, yeah, that's really it. He once made a really impressive tackle on Patrick Peterson on a return. Uh, his longest punt was 69 yards, career average of 43. And he's now kick a kicking coach for an AFL team. That's your beefer, Mr. Sav Giovanni Rocca. All right. Loved it. All right. Thank you. Great Beaver Book Report. Thank you. I was really proud of it. You've really been bringing it with the Beaver Book Report. I, I, this, this time I Googled uh, fattest players in the NFL by position. I thought maybe let me go by position, see if there's – because it's not only O-linemen, D-linemen. I have to say, I think my favorite type of beefers are Italian beefers. Italian beefers are hard to beat. Hard to beat. Tony Soprano, Sav Rocca. That's at least two of them. All the other mobsters. Yeah. Good book report. All right. Thank you. Letterbox Lounge, Kev, do you have anything or no? Yeah, you know, I don't, I mean. Before before you get into that, I just want to mention that Kev and I, he, he introduced me to oh, yeah. an extra 30 minutes, the first 30 minutes of uh, last podcast, Letterbox Lounge, which was Troll 2. Uh, and it was incredible. It was really a great recommendation. It was just like the worst piece of film that anyone has ever put out on any sort of camera. Um, but it made it really, really incredible. I, there's, there's really not much I can say other than to endorse how good slash bad this movie is. And I highly recommend watching. Like I only watched the first 30 minutes. I don't think I needed to watch anymore. Um, you got the gist? Yeah, but if I, I highly recommend watching 30 minutes 
um, for all of you guys who have Tubi, uh, to, to watch the first 30 minutes of Be- uh, no. That's right. It is on Tubi. <laughs> Sponsored by Tubi. Oh, yeah. by Tubi. And analytics. And analytics. Uh, incredible is the endorsement that Troll 2 just got everybody. So that's from two people of the three people on the podcast right now. Uh, yeah, 30 minutes will do. I mean, if you're so compelled to watch more, do it. But 30 minutes, you've got it. I think of all movies involving a family in Utah and goblins or gremlins or gnomes who make you eat food made of slime that sedates you, it's number one. Wow. Yeah. High praise. Yeah, for sure. Like, no doubt. Could it be the best troll-based movie ever? Um... These are the questions you gotta ask. I don't, I don't have a list, man. Uh, I, I mean, like, are there? Yeah, I don't. It probably is. Yes. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any counter. No, I don't know any others. Yeah. Um, thank you, Alan, for that endorsement. Uh, kind of tiding us over here until I get another letterbox lounge queued up. Let's go to the theory theater. Because you know I fucking did my goddamn homework. I'm I'm carrying this thing, dude. I did a book report, and I've got a theory. All right, cue the theater music. All right, it's time for Ari's Theory Theater. This one is a good one. This one is a little bit more collaborative, I'd say. Less confrontational, because I think everyone who is going to hear this theory is going to agree with my points, the fun part will be adding on, as they say. Normally, it's about controversy, people arguing. I love that. This one is pretty uniform. It's just what else can you think of that applies? That's the fun part. There's no so this one shock with this theory is what you're saying. We're going to see it and we're going to be like, duh. It's the kind of thing that's like, oh, wow, I never thought about that, but that's exactly right. Mm. And I totally agree. Well, let's get to it. Let's get to it. So this one comes in as a the, – the, the theory is basically things that people tell you that you never, ever care about no matter what. Now, I've been okay. workshopping this, theater for some time, or this theory for some time, and I've been communicating with Kevin about it. And it turns out actually Barstool did a whole bracket about these things, which I did not know about. And my two that I sent Kevin were one and two, the one and two seeds in this bracket. I first just want to say that there's a beautiful irony to us doing this on a podcast where we talk about our fantasy football teams. You could not be more right. That's exactly right. You, you don't even uh, know how right you are, Alan, because he, he that's one of the two. He couldn't be more right. So things nobody cares about that other people are always talking about, right? Number one for me, this has been a bugaboo of mine for as long as I can speak. And that is when someone tells me about a dream they had. Oh my God, I do not care. I don't care if I'm in it. I don't care what happens in the dream. It is a dream. It is inherently completely useless and nonsense, nonsensical. And you should tell nobody about it ever under any circumstances, no matter what. It's garbage. If someone says, hey, Ari, I just had this crazy dream, dot, dot, dot. I am immediately uninterested. Immediately. Like, I do not care what you have to say. And I think pretty much everybody agrees, yet people still do it. Even the people who share the dream don't want to hear about if you're like, oh, well, I also had a really crazy dream. They're then uninterested. 
It doesn't matter. Terrible. 1-1 one, one in this bracket. Interesting. I I, Obvious, right? I, I think for the most part that that's true. Like, you really, I mean, I think there's scenarios where you come up with something, like, wild that happened in the dream. Where I was like, well, maybe I'll, like, you no, know, have some no, interest. No, never. It never makes any sense. I, I think it, there are exceptions, if, if that's what you're stating out. I mean, Ari's saying no exceptions. I will accept none. Except not, and that's hey, this is his theater, and we have to respect that. And it honestly wouldn't be as cool if you didn't. If I mean, you, if you for example, there's any dream that my girlfriend tells me about, those are always super interesting. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you can tell the truth, she's Same. not listening, dude. Same, Nobody dude. cares, <laughs> yeah, just in case. Look, dreams are good for a dream book, right? You have a crazy dream, write it down. Maybe talk about it with your therapist, that's fine. They're paid for that. If someone's being paid to listen. Okay, fine. They're being paid to listen. Otherwise, do not cross that. Do you think on that note, how often do you think like psychologists are like, oh my god? Every time. Wrap it up. Every time. <laughs> They're like, oh, this is interesting. I'm really making good headway with this. Per- oh, a dream? Okay, I'm not interested anymore. <laughs> so, pro tip: you find yourself telling your friend about a dream, buy him a coffee, buy him a drink. Do exactly pay him for his time. Exactly. Exactly. That works. Or apologize right away. Yeah. Also works. I believe we call that emotional labor. Is what the kids are calling it. I. That is a really technical term that I appreciate. Yeah. What do you think about yeah, the that's bi- number one? The big apology beforehand and then telling you the dream. That's okay. If you give me a big apology and buy me something, I still will be angry, but less so. <laughs> totally reasonable to me. Yeah. Fuck your dreams. I don't care. I don't want to tell you about mine. I don't want to hear about yours. Okay, number two, which is where Al was immediately spot on. I don't care about your fantasy football team. I don't care about your other players, your other situation, whether you're winning or losing, whether you're going to start or sit. I don't care. It's fake. It's fantasy. It's just like a dream. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Stop telling me about it. And tell me something interesting instead. Wow. Wow. Yeah, People I, listen to this pod because it's fascinating on all the parts outside of the fantasy parts. Well, also, yeah. we're talking about your fantasy. Right. Well, so it's interesting to me, inherently, because yeah, it's my exactly. team. Right. My dream, my interest. Sure. There's enough going on. It's closely tied enough to basically everyone that's listening. That's True. It. If you're in a league with somebody, you're playing somebody... I'll, I'll accept there's a few more ex- exceptions in this one, generally, Wait but, a minute. but, but we, not many. First, we have to really zo- zoom in on here what this – because all we do in here all the time as friends is talk about our fantasy teams in our league and what's going on. So where is the line? Where is it acceptable? And what is an example of the first step into the unacceptable realm? So I would argue that none of it is acceptable. Right. It doesn't matter. But that's an aggressive approach, I will admit. If, if you're playing me in fantasy, you don't think you should talk about our fantasy matchup? No, you're right. That that should be allowed. I think what you're saying... That's is, interesting. I think what you're saying is if you're in another league... Well, that's obvious. Telling, if you're telling me about your other league that I'm not in... So, I mean... I just will, blow my brains out right now. I will caveat... It will be better. ...that, like, a, a good starter sit scenario Ugh, hate it if it's like a, a friend coming to you with a genuine question i think it's a you know i'm fine with friend that friend yeah yeah, yeah you guys can be fine with that all you want i'm not interested by it i'm uninterested 
I'm I'm turned off. I think I'm, that's very reasonable, and your your approach here is not as reasonable with the starter set example specifically. It, my approach or Alan's approach? No, your approach, Ari. Starter sit yeah. questions are fine. Those are fine. I think what you're trying to I say I don't is, care. People so, text me their starter sit things all the time. I don't care. I don't care if you win. I don't care if you lose. I have an opinion. I don't want to share it. Well, or I don't have an opinion, so, and I don't want to talk about it. Give me something else. It, Tell me about a great movie you saw. Tell me about a funny encounter you had. Tell me about nothing at all. Nothing is fine, too. Silence wait, can work. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying tell me about a funny encounter you had. If it's objectively well, funny. I'm just looking at your list over there that you had up there. Yeah. And you had had to be there stories. Well, there's, there's two very different kinds of funny encounters. There's funny encounters that are funny on the face of just they're funny. And there's funny encounters that are only like when someone's telling you and they finish, oh, well, you had to be there. Those, if you have to say that, yeah. stop it. I think sometimes, but that one's debatable. I think sometimes it's not clear that it's a had to be there story until you're in too deep. Well, and I think that comes back to one of my other theories that most people are idiots and they don't really have that figured out. So that's probably a part of it that's being mixed into all of these, that's, to be honest. That's just the overarching theory. <laughs> that is <laughs> bullet point number one. <laughs> but yeah, don't care about your other leagues. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about your start-sit questions, especially. No, not especially. I don't care at all. Our league, fine. Fine. I'll allow it. Well, let's separate. Alan, I need Alan engaged here because I'm looking right at Ari and I feel like Ari keeps responding. But, like, if if we're talking about the league, we're all in together, that makes sense. We're we're participating in this league willingly so we can talk about it. I think what Ari's saying is. Podcast about this. I'll allow that. When you expect. What you're saying is when you extend beyond that is what yeah. irks you. Well, here's where I'll draw the line. I think that's right. I here's think that's where right. I'll draw the line. I think I agree that like being like, oh, well, last week I played this guy and like I had I did this, my team did this and his team did that. Like I get it, whatever. I don't care. Talk about other leagues, right? Fine. Don't care about that. But if we're like all sitting around and I'll even extend the starter sit thing, a text, a one off text starter oh. sit. Blow my brains out. Because now I'm going out of my way to help you with that. But if we're all standing around having a conversation about whatever, it's like, you know, nothing serious. It's like, like, you know, about to be a Thursday night football game or it's like Sunday before football and we're all standing talking anyway and you ask me to start or sit, I'm not happy to entertain your starter sit and think about it. Why not? Sometimes I'll throw a starter sit out there. Just, you know, asking my friends for some help. Should never do Beyond that. Beyond starter sit, where, you, where do you stand, Alan, on situation? I'm in a matchup in my other league, and here's my situation. Or See, where do you stand there? I, so I don't mind if it's in the context of we're all sitting around watching football anyway, because mm. that's what we're all kind of doing. Like, it, like, I get it. Like, you know, we're all watching games. We're reacting to different things. Like, you know, if you're super invested in this, like, one thing happening, it could be fun for me to watch you either suffer greatly or, like, come up real big on some, like, random play that I otherwise wouldn't care about. I don't mind that. It's, like, I, I think I would separate it that and then, like you said, just, like, the one-off text of, like, someone that, like, I haven't talked to since last week and then they text me, like, oh, I'm in this situation and, like, this is going on. Like, that I don't really care. So yours is much more situational. Yeah, I think it's situational. Yeah, mine is not. If I'm not in the league, I don't care. You're binary. It's very simple for me. Got it. Got it. So that was not necessarily the interesting part, I would say, because I thought everyone would agree with me. But okay, that's fine. 
Not everyone does. See, Great. That's what this is for. I do want to get onto the one that you had, number so, so, one. So the one, just to be clear, sorry. The ones that I had were what I found in the barstool bracket. I just wrote them all down, all the interesting ones. I only came up with those first two and have been working on those and texting Kevin. Those were the two, and they happen to be one and two in this bracket. The rest, I am very much open for suggestions, debate. Let's have at it. Do you guys have any fun ideas? Do you want to debate what I, what I wrote? Like, well, let's do that. That's where I thought this was headed. I, I want to go with the first one that you, was written down. Which over one there. was that? Your kids. Oh, your kids. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't care about debate. Oh, I don't care about specifically babies. Babies. Oh, babies can go to hell. Babies. They all look the same. They all do the same shit. I'm not. I'm not interested. No. Yeah. Babies can't do anything. They you don't should do never it. tell anyone about a baby. Like, I don't care. Except maybe that you had a baby. Fine. Yeah, no, no. If you had a baby, that's good. That's news. You're like, put that in the okay category. It's fine. The news that you had a baby, but like a picture of a baby Mm. in like dressed a certain way, like, great. Any baby can do that. Yeah. You know? So you're not going to like this because I put this as a your kids slash column right now. Your kids slash your dog. I don't care about something your dog did either. Same concept. Oof. Don't care. Uncle so Al has I, a dog. Well, I mean, I feel like I adhere to this. I'm not saying No, you're not bad about it. Of, of Archie or no, Tom. you know, but you know me. Because I know you. You know I know, me. I know yes. you're not. Well, I appreciate that. that. You know yeah. me. Yeah. But people don't really have as much respect as you do. Yeah. But same category, honestly. But people brag about their kids more than their dogs, so it's it's not perfectly similar, I would say. The kids thing is Plus, brutal. We're lucky that we're still young enough that there aren't that many pe- of our peers with kids. When our peers have kids, it is going to be a disaster. That is going to be number one on my list ahead of dreams and fantasy football. I can already I, I can already tell you I know that. I do not care that little Jeffy hit a big jump shot in his fucking bullshit six-year-old basketball game. I already don't care. I'm already mad that I know that's going to happen to me. What about when somebody starts telling you about their kids' dreams? Oh, wow. I might just end it all. It's just like, it's just, there's no way around it. And then your kids' dream fantasy football team? Is that where this is headed? Like, not interested. Oh, man. You guys have anyone to add to the list? I can go through what else was on that bracket if, if maybe there's some sparks that fly. Yeah, yeah, let's hear them. So, oh, this is one I am absolutely a victim of, uh, of, of doing. I, or not a victim. Uh, I, I actually do this, and I know I've done this. And I feel even worse now, even though I knew it as I was doing it, but I still find it worth it, but I'm not right. Repeating stand-up bits that you love to other people who haven't seen the stand-up, I have done this on many occasions where I'm yeah. like, oh my God, I saw this hilarious stand-up. This is what, it, and you obviously botch it and it's not nearly as funny and I feel terrible every time I do it. But that one sucks. I hate that Honestly, one. just repeating anything from something mm-hmm. that somebody else hasn't seen is, is always a bad move and I'm also very guilty of that. Yeah. Well, if you're telling somebody about something because you want them to go watch it, there's at least a little bit like Troll 2. Like, you're giving me a little bit of the flavor, so I go watch it. Okay. A stand-up. I'm not going to, like... Quoting Troll 2 all night to Alan before we watched it. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't really feel like it was landing. We should probably put that on the list. You're right. Okay. Yeah, I feel like you just got to show self-awareness in those situations that you're never going to repeat it as good as it is. So, like, not only... 
are you saying something that's going to probably come out uninteresting, but then you're trying to convince the other person that it is interesting. Right. And then you're ruining that experience for them at the same time. So right. it's like a double whammy. That's, that's a, yeah. All right. We can call it. That was a good, good hour and a half. <laughs> good run. All Go right. birds. All right. Later. Bye. Pop away, sweet Kev. Bye.